Welcome back, everyone, to Drunk Bible Study Bonus Edition, where we're talking about Ezra 5 through 7. This is the penultimate episode of Ezra before we have a quiz. Ah. And <laughs> I have a couple things to say about Ezra just as a person, because we finally met him in this episode. Mm-hmm. Ezra, as we found out, was descended from this long, long line of priests that traced all the way back to Aaron. And that's pretty impressive because Aaron was a big wig in terms of priests. He really was a, a big freaking deal. And I think that makes Ezra also a big deal in mm-hmm. the realm of this book and the people that he was around and perhaps the people who trusted him to do what it was that he needed to do. And we also learned that Ezra was a scribe and something I learned from studyandobey.com oh boy. was that scribes at this time... I think it's not the time, first time we've, we've come across studyandobey.com. Yeah, perhaps not. But scribes were considered to be experts in the law. Okay. And I wondered if that law meant, you know, Deuteronic, Deuter- Deuteronomy? Deuteronomical Deuteronomical law? law? Deuteronomical law? Yes. But it says they studied it carefully and memorized large chunks of it. They would also be required to copy it letter by letter, word by word, book by book. Mm. So that's interesting. Yeah, well, they mentioned that a lot in what we just read today, where it Mm -hmm. kept, when the king was talking to him, saying like, you who carries the law of Yahweh in your hands. Yes. Was about that. It was kind of the, I guess, probably all of the stuff that's in the Torah. So not just Deuteronomy, but anything that was in what, Exodus had a few little laws that came up sure. and probably some other ones, I forget. Yeah, this essentially says that God has given him a special gift for understanding the law and teaching us, teaching it, teaching everyone. So that's interesting, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Teaching it in general. And I, I guess something that I really wondered, which I didn't find particularly anywhere, but I would be interested to hear from the two of you is why exactly it took so long for Ezra to show up in a book that is named after him. I mean, I understand that they're really setting up the whole story at large, but I feel like they could have started in some ways here, like the the preamble to this, the first mm. six, was it six? Six Seven? chapters, yeah. Six chapters, <laughs> yeah. Could have been yeah. a different person, like, I don't know, one of the kings or something, or one of the other boys. Maybe Ezra's just being humble. Like, you know, he's he's trying to do his job as a scribe, and I think that really mm. good practice for scribes not put <laughs> mm. yourself too much into it, okay. you know? Okay. And so I think he just kind of needed to get the facts on, on clay tablet first and then I talk more about himself. Yeah. We do, however, have a little bit of a precedence in this book where the name on the book is not always the main character of it. So if you remember That's when true. we read like Samuel. First and Second Samuel, he dies like halfway through the first book or something. Like, so exactly I think less than halfway. Yeah, it was like yeah. In the first few chapters. He just it's like, oh, he was old and then he died. That's very true. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> but we keep going. I know. I, I am surprised. It was like that book, The Red Pony by Steinbeck. Oh. Oh, goodness. Oh, yes. Another another depressing Steinbeck. Spoiler alert, by the way. Jeez. Yeah. The poor pony. Like all Steinbeck. Yes. Gosh. But yeah, it's just sort of like the book's called The Red Pony. And the pony just like dies. 
partway through the book and the book just keeps going. Ugh, I guess it's like fun. art. He was maybe making a statement or something. I don't know. Okay, well. <laughs> it was the Great Depression. There was not a lot of fun things happening around then. No fun ponies. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, all of that is fascinating. I guess I, I'm just interested to see how the book ends. And Jace, you alluded to potential, you know, things that Ezra has done for the the book at large in later chapters and later books, rather. And I'm interested to see how he, like, his influence permeates throughout the rest of the book. Yeah. I mean, what, what we talked about a little bit in the bonus last time is that mm -hmm. Ezra did a lot of things that are still in practice in Judaism today or attributed yeah. to Ezra being the one who kind of established those practices. But... What I was just learning about, this is a perfect segue, Emily, so Great. thank you for that. You're welcome. What I was looking into was a little bit about Psalms because this is our last bonus episode because wow. we're going to finish Psalms and Ezra <laughs> next week. Gosh. <laughs> which also something for us to think about is how we do a quiz on Psalms. Like, do we do both of those oh, next whoa. week? Or oh, do we do a separate bonus episode for a quiz on Psalms? How, I don't think we need to do does, a quiz on Psalms. Yeah, how does Let's one even honest. write a quiz about Psalms? I think, Jace, maybe you need to suss out, are the quizzes any good? Yeah, yeah maybe I'll look into and it. And if so, maybe we can try to cram it in. And if not, then we should just pass on it. Yeah, that sounds tough. I just feel like even if they're not, like, we, like we've done a quiz for all of them. I just feel like we have to... To, to stick to our, Whoa. our pattern. How do you, you know? write a quiz about song? Okay, whatever. We'll, no we'll cross no that bridge idea. when we get to it. Yeah, we will see. But so I was looking at Psalms a little bit. And, you know, we've talked some about what the different groupings of Psalms are, like the songs of ascents that they were sung, you know, while you're on your way to the temple, things like that. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at though, kind of the, the, popular theories of the history of Psalms, right? Because they're all attributed to David, but pretty much all the historians are like, no, David didn't write them. They were probably written quite a bit later. But regardless, there seems to be somewhat of a consensus that they were compiled and put into the book of Psalms during okay. the second temple period. And the second temple, after which the period is named, is this one that Ezra's building right now. This is the second temple that's starting the second temple period. So Ezra may have even been influential in the selection of Psalms and, you know, Whoa. which ones ended up being put into the book or yeah. at least kind of the stuff that he put in motion may have. Wow. So the wow. second temple period goes from like 530-ish BCE, which is, I guess, about where we are now because we're, we're finally building this temple again. Okay. Uh, and then it goes until like 90 BCE. So it's going to be a few hundred years. So it is a long period of time. So Ezra's not obviously in all of that. Yeah. But it is interesting though that we're, we're now getting to that point. So when we think about these Psalms that we're attributing to David and we're thinking about like, oh, he wrote this one while he was watching Saul poop in the cave or whatever. It's like, actually, probably it was written many hundreds of years later, maybe by someone during this time yeah. imagining what David may have said while he was in the cave with Saul pooping or something like oh that. I'm not sure. Really wow. spending a lot of time meditating on getting yeah. into the mind of the character, as it were. Uh -huh. <laughs> Incredible. But anyway, I just thought that was cool. And, you know, maybe that'll come up on the quiz. Maybe. I have no idea. I will have to look into hmm. that before next time. All right. So 
What I chose to talk about was something inspired by those last Psalms that we read, which was, as happened so many times in this book and in reading Psalms, is Mm -hmm. memories that I thought that I didn't have anymore, that I thought I had blacked (laughs) out, that I thought my brain had disposed of or actually alive and well. Mm. Some song lyric Mm. pops out and then it's like, oh, I remember that entire song now that I sang in worship in my Christian upbringing. Okay. Oh, oh, you do remember. Okay. Oh, I do. So the song that we're going to listen to, we're not going to listen to the entire song. Oof, no. Because I don't know if we can stand to. Okay, goodness. Honestly, even the clip that I've pulled out might be a little too long for that us. bad? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So I'll, I'll give a preface to this. It's very classic... Christian worship song in that we're going to take one refrain and repeat it forever, yeah, over and over and over again. Lyrics are going to be very simple. The main thing that I associate with this song is that when I was growing up in church, so there's a line, and this was the line that was in the psalm, that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, in this song, the full line is, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. And now my sister and I would always crack up in church because my sister would always point out, it sounds like, not like the righteous are running inside a tower, but like they're smacking into a tower. Oh, right, they'll run into it. Like they're it. just like yeah. running along and they run into it, ouch! And then they're saved. So oh. I think that's why I even remembered this song in the first place. But now here, this is double weird because now I'm having this weird memory that I didn't know that I had of you telling me about you and your sister doing this before. Oh, so fascinating. There's like levels and levels. <laughs> There's so many layers. Just yeah, many, so layers many layers of, of blacking this out. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So let's set the mood. You're 12 years old. Mm. You're mm. in church. It's been 20 minutes and you're already bored. But hey, I guess we're singing and dancing. And mm. and we're not starting at the very tippy top of the song because again, I'm just trying to spare you. But uh, here we go. <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. I will say Easy this is a lot more exciting than I thought. Oh, yeah. I was expecting this to be that classic kind of we're worshiping, but it's actually a dirge. But this is <laughs> it's kind of bumping. Okay. Bonk. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So aren't you just aren't you just jazzed for Jesus now? I mean, I'm pretty pumped. I, mean, I will say. Something like that. I'm surprised. I think that my YouTube algorithm must know that I'm not still a Christian because for the purposes of this show, I end up watching a lot of CCM videos. Wow. Yeah. But they never show up in my like for you algorithm. Mm. So I think mm. at least YouTube knows that I don't actually want to be watching this stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Those don't show up very often. You know, there was a period though where I did get a lot of videos served to me about Hebrew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About like pronouncing it or reading it or something. Cause I did, I did spend some time researching that. 
but I don't get this kind of stuff. However, YouTube Music has learned very well that if you throw some DC talk in the mix or some Jars of Clay or some Plus One, you love it. I'm all about it. And I love, love it. to see it. And I it. will listen to it. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> it's got some things figured out. Amazing. Yeah, Emily, I, I'm just really curious to check in. Okay. What's like, okay, so I think that at the beginning of this show, I mean, the whole premise of this show is the fact that you have no touch point to a lot of this, right? <sighs> yeah, for sure. And anytime you've been to church, it was like weird and awkward and stuff like that. What's your impression now of what it might be like to go to church or to be raised going to church versus when you started this show? I mean, it It definitely seems like people are really excited about it and <laughs> okay. they are very enthusiastic about going. And I don't share that enthusiasm, but <laughs> I, I'm sure that I could find things in my life that I'm enthusiastic for like going to like a figure skating competition that might be mm. similar to going mm. to church. Maybe not that exciting. The way some people feel about church. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. Maybe yeah. not that exciting, but maybe that exciting. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something to that degree. I just, it is fascinating that people are so into it. But I get it. I mean, people got to find something to be into. This is a particular brand of Christianity though, right? This like evangelical charismatic yeah, brand, which sing. is more that we're jazzed for Jesus and we're going to jump around and dance and be super excited, which is yeah. different from like hundreds of years of Catholicism, right? Which yeah. is all about the ceremony and the ritual. And mm. we're going to take this very seriously because it's sacred, right? Which yeah. I think both approaches are valid, a valid mm-hmm. approach to spirituality, but it's it true. is kind of funny that I think a lot of the modern day Christian approach is is like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, for sure. Well, here we are. We're going to do it. I can't even believe that next week is, I mean, sure, end of Ezra, whatever. We've only been with the guy for, well, <laughs> a hot second, a chapter, but you know, we've only been with <laughs> his true. book for a couple of weeks true. now. But the fact that we're finishing Psalms, mm. I'm like, I want to make like a bigger deal out of that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But this is a big moment for us, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. I agree. So. Congratulations to us and to our listeners for for making it. Yeah. It's a really big milestone. It's great. Exactly. So yeah, we'll see you all hopefully next Thursday. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Alrighty. Bye everyone. Thank you. See ya.